0: Show me the money, honey. Uh, uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh. Because I like to squirrel it away. I ain't showing you my money, honey. (laughs) Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. It's... Of neat that we get to come alongside you and do Life's Inside Track episodes. I'm Yeta Decker.
1: And I'm Ken Decker.
0: And the cool thing is we get to share techniques, thoughts, tips, and tools, and techniques that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone, so we can turn our house into home, our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. So we're going to consider this time. Even if you think you can't afford a house or another house, maybe you can yeah so where the first step in figuring out if you can afford a house even though you think you might not be able to is where's your down payment coming from like that's always the first question people ask us where can i get the down payment from
1: um make it magically appear
0: that's a thought but where could they make it magically appear from
1: well that's I'm glad you asked. I know several ways we're going to talk about. The first one is the old-fashioned way,
0: which is saving it. Right, squirrel it away, away, right? Just like Yetta does, squirrel it away, and Mm -hmm. and I don't even—I lose track sometimes of how much it's growing.
1: That's what squirrels do too. They put away way more food than they need because they forget where they put it. Mm -hmm. So don't forget where you put your money for your down payment. And one of the things that typically uh, a lender wants to see and we're going to talk about, all about lending over the next little while and what they want to see is proof of down payment that doesn't mean magically poof it appears in your savings account there's $50,000 there or 40 or 30 mm-hmm. or whatever your down payment is uh-huh. they want to see it they want either proof of where it came from or they want to see it slowly accumulate over time. So if you suddenly moved it to your checking account from your savings account and it just magically appeared there, they're going to want to see your savings account and see like for the last two years or something you've been putting $500 $500 a month in or something towards your down payment. That's proof of down payment.
0: Right. They want to see the journey that it basically got there. So when I throw all my extra cash, swirl it away by putting it in our piggy bank.
1: Mm-hmm. And when
0: I say piggy bank, most people go, well, how much can you put in a piggy bank? Well, in this piggy bank, if I was putting loonies and toonies in, which it's, I
1: used to do, is ginormous. It,
0: could probably hold, I'm thinking $10,000.
1: You think Wilbur could hold $10,000? I, I think
0: he could. I mean, he's almost—he's not as big as I am, but he's bigger than a the, an average little kid.
1: Okay, so we'll take a social media post on it uh-huh. and we'll see, we'll ask you, how much do you think Wilbur could hold?
0: For a down payment. Yeah. So the struggle with that, though, if I did it that way, and let's say it holds ten thousand, I'm mm-hmm. suspecting he holds at least that. If it was loonies and toonies, because we once pulled out about a thousand dollars out of it in loonies <laughs> and toonies, and he was kind of empty still. He wasn't. Remember, yeah. he wasn't very heavy. Yeah. yeah. And so, well, heavy, but not heavy compared to what he would be if he was full. Uh, she, he, I'm not sure. We call him Wilbur. Yeah, Wilbur. I know. Anyway, so. If I saved it that way, then I couldn't really prove. Could I just take a picture of my Wilbur? Say my down payment's in there?
1: <laughs> I don't think the bank will accept that or no the way. lender. Yeah. Okay.
0: So thinking about just having a track record or at like a path yeah. of how the money got into your right. bank account.
1: And the reason for that is another way you could get your down payment is borrow it. Mm-hmm. You could borrow it from family. You could borrow it from a lending institution. But the problem is if you borrow it, the repayment of it is calculated in when you qualify for your mortgage. So that's why they want to know whether you borrowed it or not.
0: Yeah. So it's not that you can't. Mm -hmm. It just can't be secured against the house that last 5%. Yeah. Generally speaking, it's difficult in Canada to get 100% financing. And so there is ways to do it, but it's not attached to the equity or the value of the house Mm -hmm. it's another source so it's not that you can't borrow it it's just that it has to be calculated into your ratios and right
1: and maybe you're saying hey i maybe you've got a large whole life or universal life policy right Mm -hmm. they have a cash value and you can actually borrow on those we've done that You borrow the money on that, it reduces any future gains, but you don't pay interest on it. And to the bank, they figure, or the lender, you're just borrowing your own money so that doesn't go into the calculation. So that's another place you could it's find some money. It's an amazing
0: place. And and that's why we're mentioning all the places we can think of. And so if we don't think of something and you have an idea that we don't give you today, you know what to do, right? Mm-hmm. Email us at com. And if you want the inside scoop on whether you can locate money and you want to have a quick 15-minute clarity call to see if we can brainstorm ideas of where you might find the money, we're really open to that. Because yeah. it starts there. So the other way.
1: Okay. That well, first I like, of all, maybe maybe recognize that they only need five percent. Right. So if they're buying a four hundred thousand dollar house, that's twenty thousand dollars plus maybe five thousand for closing costs. If you're buying a six hundred thousand dollar house, that's about thirty thousand dollars plus five to ten thousand in closing costs, so you need about forty thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So it's important that people know what they need. Now, what's your favorite way? You just said one of your favorite ways.
0: Is get a family member to gift you the money.
1: Oh, (laughs) you think that's a favorite way? I think
0: it's kind of fun. It's less painful. It doesn't put Mm -hmm. a lot of effort for me.
1: Yeah, more and more families are actually giving their children a hand up by, Mm -hmm. you know, they're thinking, oh, I'm going to give it to them anyways at some point. I have enough. Or they're borrowing money on their own house to give to their kids so they can get their start in the market. And they give a gift letter. Now, there must be a gift letter that states that it doesn't have to be repaid, then it doesn't affect the mortgage.
0: It doesn't affect what you qualify for, is what Ken's saying when he says it doesn't affect the mortgage. It affects the mortgage positively that you have the down payment and that it's not actually borrowed. It just doesn't negatively Mm -hmm. impact as long as you have that gift letter.
1: Another place where a lot of people have money they don't really realize is maybe they've been putting money away into an RRSP, yeah. you can actually remove up to $35,000 per person. So if you're a couple and you each have, you know, fifty dollars or $60,000 in your RSPs, you could remove $35,000 each. That's $70,000 towards a house.
0: That may even give you 10% down depending on the value of the house.
1: Right. And you have 15 years to pay it back, not – Not like on the 15th year, you got to pay it back. You pay back 115th per year into the RSP. And if you don't, what happens is they just tax you on that 115th.
0: Exactly. And then another one of my favorites, which is probably my true favorite, favorite, favorite. I do, but this is like. Yeah. I thought
1: you. I was your favorite.
0: Well, now when it comes to equity. So <laughs> equity in my house is the other way I can get my down payment. If I have a home that I've had for any length of time, say five years mm. or so, I chances if I haven't been using my house, which you know we ask you not to, because we did it in the early days and we know how bad it is, using your house as an ATM machine, basically using it to keep pre- financing it or refinancing it every time you spend money somewhere else. So mm-hmm. don't do that. But if you didn't do that and you've been in the house five years, chances are, or more, then you have enough equity to take it and use it as a down payment. Now, some people have fear around that. Call us so we can talk through that because there's no reason for fear around that one.
1: Mm-hmm. So you might be asking, yeah, and you should be asking, what is the best place or places for you to come up with your next down payment, we're grateful to be your partners moving forward on this journey of wealth, wisdom, and worth. Yet I just checked our credit score and it soared.
0: I know, right? Because I tweaked it. You did? I did. So we're excited and thrilled actually that we've been able to create for you for free, Real, well, not free for us, but free for <laughs> you, over 587 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share insider tips, making house home, building wealth, how to get the most out of what you're doing in life, how to invest in things and make it count. So we're grateful that we've done it together. Thank you. And as we today explore the concept of maybe I can afford a house and I don't even know it, maybe because you think you got a bad credit score, maybe it's not as bad as you think, Or all you have to do is tweak a few things to get your credit score in alignment, and now you can have the house.
1: I think that's because the credit score is this mysterious thing, right? Yeah. And we don't know what the levers are that increase it or decrease it, Mm -hmm. or at least we're not taught. And maybe there's some secret ones like the Google Analytics and, and some secret ones that you know, the people put together when they created your, your score, because it's just some kind of assessment of a bunch of matrices that they put together and they come out with a number. Right. And it's either excellent or good or poor or bad. right? And that affects, you know, how you apply for a mortgage. Right. What you can qualify for, what your rate's going to be, what the terms are going to be. And, and even
0: who. You can qualify
1: with. Yes. And how much you qualify for. Mm -hmm. So your credit score allows a lot of things to change on your mortgage. Now, some people have said to me, well, I've got great credit. I've never borrowed any money and I pay cash for everything. So my credit is perfect.
0: Right. And it is, except your credit score will probably be in the tank. Because if there's no history, no data, no information, you can't get a credit score. And unfortunately, it's really, you still, even in that situation, are probably not going to get the preferred rate, the preferred terms, and what you really, or even the amount of money you want out of a mortgage if you don't have a credit history. Mm -hmm. So there are some smart ways to develop a credit history, even if you pay for cash for everything. And one of them that's really simple is actually keep a credit card, but every time you well either keep more cash in your credit card already prepaid so that when you're using your credit card, you're not really using your credit card, you're using your cash.
1: Yeah, but and you know what, sometimes people don't qualify for a credit card, mm-hmm. but you can get a reverse credit card, which right. means Which
0: is what I kind of said. Yeah, it's
1: kind of what you did. You you basically said take a regular credit card and mm-hmm. pay it negative. But a prepaid credit card is just one where you put $500 on it. You have $500 to spend on a credit card. Yeah. And it does start to build your credit rating. The other thing is borrow money for a car. But you say, oh, well, I've got the money to pay my car cash like I did when I was young. But probably I would have been better off to get a loan for it and then pay the loan off super quickly. Because prepaying,
0: because prepaying your loan in earlier than it's due actually increases your credit score. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to keep it for the term of a loan. So you're not spending a lot of money on interest if you just prepay it early. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. There might be a slight interest charge because you've got a you gotta show history of making a couple payments. Yeah, yeah. But the beauty is that's the cost to build your credit score up. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some levers. You said you'd tweak some levers.
0: I did tweak some levers. And one is making sure that how much we're spending on the credit we have available isn't anywhere near the credit limits. Right, Because it's really easy when you have a credit card, even if you pay it off every month. And we pay ours off every month. We've been doing that unless we forget to make a payment, which is bad on our credit score. Yes, but is. otherwise, we've been paying off our credit card since we figured out what was causing the problem. And that was spending money we didn't have, mm-hmm. which is on other episodes. You can find a lot about the bad stuff we did. And so for many years now, we've been paying off our balances every single month. But even if you do that and you sit really close or worse, way worse, if you go over your credit limit, because you can do that on it, you can get an override on your credit card so that you actually spend more than your credit limit. So whether you're over it or real close to the top end, that actually reduces your credit score. It's part of the algorithm. We can't tell you percentage wise that I don't know the exact. You know, if you Mm -hmm. tweak it this, if you bring it down to under, you want it under 50%, really. You want to live under 50% of the available limits
1: and and online
0: of credits, too. And
1: here's the issue. Maybe you've got a credit card that's only $2,000 limit, for instance. And you spend $1,800 a month, but you pay it off every month. Well, if they pull the credit check right when it's a zero balance, because you just paid it off, great. But if they pull it, well right when it's at $1,800, now you're well over 50% of the credit limit and that dings your credit score significantly.
0: Yeah. These so are just little crazy thing. little, little things tweaks. that you don't even know are happening in the background right. that can change everything. So, of course, paying on time. We all know if we don't pay on time, we get an R30 or an R... No, r Well, I guess it's an R1, <laughs> it's, it's R2, R2, R3. Yeah. But R1 means... You paid it
1: off in the required the, within time.
0: Well, and then are two within thirty days, within sixty days. Yeah, after within, the due date. After the due date. Yeah, and within- this could
1: be even your minimum payment. Just make your minimum payment. Mm-hmm. If you Figure wanna, it out. If you want to protect your credit mm-hmm. rating, pay your minimum payment, and then mm-hmm. don't apply for credit in the in this year. Like if you're going to buy a house, don't apply for a credit card or anything like that because recent credit drops your score. Long-term credit increases your score. So if you say, oh, Ken, we've got too many credit cards. There's too much accumulated debt or community, sorry, accumulated ability for debt, then close the one that's the freshest, the youngest. Keep the old ones open because that shows longevity. It shows credit worthiness and it increases your score.
0: Right. And when it comes to the amounts of your credit, when they're going to the number they number of times somebody pulls your credit also affects you. So it can often be wise, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, going to a broker because they can pull your credit once. Whereas mm-hmm. if you go to three banks, you're running into an issue. Or if you consider yeah. different credit cards, each one of them is going to pull your credit score. So the number of times they've pulled your credit also has an impact on your credit score.
1: Right. So it's very important. This is pulling the credit. You're allowed to pull your own credit for free.
0: And it doesn't affect your credit.
1: It doesn't affect your credit. You pull it because you need to verify that there isn't anything on there that doesn't belong to you because sometimes there's errors made. Mm-hmm. And B, you'll see what the number is and you'll see how you can bring it up. Now, Because awareness,
0: awareness creates empowerment. Yes.
1: And so you want to make sure that you do all the things we're talking about Right before you apply for a loan or a mortgage, because then what's going to happen, you might spend the week before, make sure you clean up all your debts, clean up anything, make sure you're not over your limits on anything. Even the don't pay a cent event, if you bought a furniture or something, that's a hundred percent of your credit worthiness all in one shot. So make sure you do that before Mm -hmm. you apply. And the only caveat
0: I'm going to say, you want to pull your credit and be positioned. But even before you think about checking, making these tweaks, just make sure there's no mistakes like that one. Just do it. Do it today.
1: Yeah. And the beauty is when you position your credit in advance, it positions you to have choice when the beauty is seen. So thanks for growing alongside of us because we're passionate about all of us being positioned for a generational legacy. Yet, and now that we have the down payment and we have our credit score up, can we go to the bank? Why would you want to, would be my first
0: question. So we're excited that for 30 years, we've been able to not only help you buy, sell, and invest in real estate over 3,117 times, but help you build your fund, Build your faith, build your finances, and even strengthen, heal, and flourish inside your relationship. So really 30 years of building your life, your home, and your wealth. So we're going to discover this time that you may not think you can afford to buy a house right now, but who you go to, who you talk to about doing the financing may make all the difference.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and you said pre, did you say pre-approved? Did I hear you say that?
0: I don't know. Okay,
1: maybe I'm making it up in I my mind. I think you're making it up. But it's important because people go, well, I'm pre-qualified. Well, actually, there's two levels of qualification, so to speak. There's pre-qualified, and pre-qualified means they've taken the numbers you've given them. Yeah. And they've said, okay, you qualify for X amount of mortgage.
0: Just Let me just pause there because that doesn't mean- they're giving that much to you. Like pre qualification isn't worth nothing. much. Well, it's worth nothing, it's a, but it's not it's a worth quick much. Guideline. It's yeah. Just think of it as a guideline. But if you're gonna go house shopping. If you're going to call us and say, we're ready to buy our first house, our second house, our third house, I don't care if it's your 10th house. And we'd love for you to do that, by the way. (laughs) That would be great. Clarity calls where it starts, though, to see if we're fit and see what questions you have and just to set the stage if this is even the right time for you. Because maybe you can buy and you didn't think you could. And so if you are calling us around that, you'll want to be thinking about who. Mm -hmm. Who is doing the financing?
1: Yeah. But back to pre-qualified. There's pre-qualified and there's pre-approved. Mm-hmm. The difference being, pre-approved, all your stuff is verified. So when you're pre-qualified, means you tell them how much you make, you tell them what you owe. When you
0: and you provide proof.
1: No, when you get pre-approved, you provide right. proof. Sorry. So letter of employment, um, pay stubs, pay stubs. T1 Generals, if you're self employed from the last couple years, Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to provide, they're going to pull a credit bureau check to verify that your your credit worthiness is there. Right. Why you want to do the credit check? They're going to look for.
0: That's why you want to do the credit check.
1: Before.
0: Before they pull your credit check.
1: Right. Make sure it's good. Yes. Sorry for cutting you off.
0: No, I cut you off, I think. (laughs) Sometimes we do that to each other.
1: (laughs) And then. Um once you've done all that, now you're ready to go look because you've got your pre-approval. And your pre-approval also determines, oh, where's your down payment? They verify your down payment. And does it mean you're guaranteed to buy a house for that amount?
0: Okay, pick me, pick me. I can answer Okay, that you one. answer it. No. How come? It doesn't mean that at all. It just means because they haven't attached the house to it yet. There are conditions inside the approval, even when you're pre approved, which is way stronger. It actually is probably a 95% indicator Mm -hmm. that you're going to get the mortgage. There's about a 5% anomaly that you, because there's conditions, and each mortgage approval will have different conditions. Even when you get a commitment letter, there are conditions
1: in In it. Yeah, you have to meet certain requirements. The other thing that a lot of people don't realize is you get pre approved, and if you only have less than 20% down, there's a second person that has to approve that, and it doesn't go to them until the house is selected. So you need a conditional sale on a house, which then they send to the insurance company because you're less than 20% down. The insurance company then has to approve the file. Typically, if, if it's a, a good house, they'll approve it because your lender hopefully is using the right criterion to pre-approve you that that insurance company would also use to approve you.
0: Right, because this has been a really scary season for about three years where we were seeing well over half of the properties that we were selling not have conditions on financing, which didn't mean people weren't getting financing. It just meant it wasn't conditional on it. They were waiving their opportunity because it meant they probably couldn't get the house at all because somebody was going to do it. So you just really want to know that you can meet the pre- approval conditions if you're going to do that. So one of the things we always did with our clients, if they said, I, I, you know, I do want this house. I'm going to go in unconditional a, you're going to sign a waiver with us It called a one, two, seven. But the other piece was I would scour the listing to make sure there were no red flags in the listing. If the words handyman, special, needs a ton of updating, sold as is, where is, um, no warranties available, anything that would make the house seem like a bad covenant.
1: It would red flag it for the lender.
0: Right. And if it got red flagged by the lender, even if you were good for the money, your ratios were even way below, you had no issues, they're not giving you the money they said they were.
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: the house is the issue, not you. And we would spend a lot of time really unpacking that because it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. It was the first time, the first few times people said, I don't want any conditions in it because it means I'm not getting the house. It was kind of like, we know it's an option and here are your options. One of them is to go in unconditional, but this is what it means. Let's scrutinize the listing first, which was the hardest on the lower price properties.
1: Yeah. And here's a little caveat that a lot of people don't realize is they go to their bank because they figure the bank knows them. I've been banking there for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So I'll go to the bank. They're going to approve me. They love me. Yeah, they do love you. The problem is the person that's doing the approval isn't in the branch and they probably don't know you. The other problem is I don't know if you've ever tried to get insurance for a property. Different insurance companies like different types of properties. Some will loan on a multi-unit residential, some will loan on a country property, others won't. They want it to be on city services. Some will loan on a property that's in a floodplain, others won't. So what do we do? We go to a insurance broker who understands the the insurance business and what different insurance companies prefer and which ones have the best rate for what you want to insure. And they put you with that person. We're used to doing that all the time. A mortgage broker is the same thing. The mortgage broker looks at your financials. They look at the, uh, the house, where you're buying, what kind of house, and they decide which lenders are preferential for that match.
0: Right. And it used to be that mortgage brokers had a bad rap and there's good reason for it. Some deserved a bad no. rap. Yeah, yeah. And so what would happen is people thought it was all second mortgage money. It was all high interest rate money. It was all expensive to work with a mortgage broker. Most of the time today, although some of them do do second mortgages and you pay for that, most of the time they're getting paid from the institution they're placing your loan with. Mm -hmm. So it's not risky. In fact, it gives you a better product that suits you better for terms and rates and everything else.
1: And then they also Mm -hmm. hopefully help you pick the right mortgage package, the right terms, Mm -hmm. because the interest rate is just a small part Mm -hmm. of it. You know, if it's too short a term, I've had a client that's in struggle right now because Their rates are higher now, and now their investment property doesn't work. So make sure your mortgage broker is advising you.
0: Yeah, so the great news is if you're not sure what to do, your next step, you got your down payment, you already have your credit score in order, and now you're thinking, I need to talk to a great broker. Email us. We're going to give you one that we believe is a great fit for you because even that matters.
1: Yeah. So we're honored to be your advocates in this journey of building wealth. Through real estate and living a life exponential.
0: Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.